few of the Camarilla's agents are as renowned and feared as Lucinde, the first and only Justicar for Unlife appointed by the Inner Circle. And for a good reason. Not only is she close to 400 years old, she was also the very first Alastor, the highly trained hunters of kindred, dangerous and feared enough to be placed on the Red List, and have a permanent blood hunt called upon them and has also served as a Red Alastor for many years as well, organizing her fellow Alastors in their hunt. Close to nothing is known about Lucinde's life before her embrace. She was made Ventru by Severus, then Justicar of the Ventru, and she served him as Archon from the very beginning, his stern tutelage sharpening her potential into a razor's edge. As testament to her skill, Lucinde would continue to serve nearly every Justicar after Severus, until she succumbed to Torpor, which she would remain in until the 1930s, when she awoke to find that her former lover, another Ventru by the name of Michaelis, had once again become the Justicar of the clan. Their previous relationship was not widely known to others, and thus she was approved by the council to once more serve as an Archon. However, unbeknownst to any, Michaelis had been replaced, murdered by Kementiri, the Setite, who impersonated the Justicar while conducting excavations in Egypt. Initially, Michaelis had not reciprocated the Archon's romantic advances, although he still treated her with warmth and kindness. This would, however, come to change in Egypt. Kementiri bound Lucinde to her tightly with the power of the blood, eventually forming a full blood bond. Lucinde knew something was wrong, but she was powerless to stop what was happening, and for many years after the two would remain together, Lucinde helping Kementiri in every way imaginable, straining her contacts and resources within the clan. She was even willing to sacrifice her life for the person who had murdered her lover. This would thankfully not last, as members of Clan Tremere had begun to suspect that there was something not quite right with the Ventru Justicar. Thus, they began to observe him through Lucinde herself, employing her as an unwilling spy and watching through her eyes to discern what was wrong with Michaelis. Eventually, they came to realize the truth, but they were unwilling to reveal that they had been spying on a Ventru Justicar and instead made Lucinde reveal to the Inner Council at a conclave in Munich the true identity of Michaelis. Alex Talionis was called upon Kementiri, and the Red List, the Camarilla's most wanted, was created with her name being the first to be added to the list. Lucinde, in recognition for her feat, was named Alastor, a newly minted title, and was sent to hunt other anathema, yet not Kementiri, whom she had been strictly forbidden to pursue. This did not stop Lucinde from deciding to try to hunt the Sand Snake down anyway, and tell her everything she knew about the Inner Circle and what they had decided. Indeed, the blood bond to Kementiri was so strong that Lucinde was consumed with a deep longing to reunite with the Setite, but as she could not find her, she had to content herself with chasing down the other anathema and bringing them to justice. She was quite good at this already, and the years spent as an Alastor only further improved her skills. Eventually, it became clear even to her muddled mind that Kementiri did not actually love her, and had abandoned her like a plaything she had gotten bored with. This, in turn, fostered a deep resentment in the heart of the Alastor, yet did little to dissuade her to continue her hunt. Whether she would kill her, or once more become her servant, not even Lucinde could actually answer, but both options seemed almost equally likely. Finally, however, the bond was shattered through unknown means, 
and with the weight of dozens of years of unhealthy obsession finally catching up to her, Lucinde slipped once more into torpor, unable to bear the psychological backlash she was experiencing. It would take until 1994 for the Alistor to awaken once more, and, to her surprise, as she did so, she would also come upon a letter that Kementiri had sent to most of the other anathema, requesting an alliance to increase the likelihood of their survival. Unwilling to inform the Justicars of her find, and risk losing trail of her prey, Lucinde set out to chase down these anathema herself. Yet each time she thought she had found one, they eluded her grasp, as if they had known mere moments before that she would arrive. Eventually, tired and frustrated, Lucinde relented and approached the inner circle with her find in the 1998 Conclave of Venice, expecting to be punished or dismissed for her insubordination and foolhardy attempt to resolve the situation herself. She revealed all that she knew, and what she suspected of it all, and the inner circle questioned her thoroughly before retiring to a closed chamber to discuss the matter. Instead of punishment, however, as much to her own surprise as to those gathered, the inner circle, after some brief deliberation, announced their intent of naming Lucinde the next Justicar of Clan Ventru. Although she found herself suspicious about this proposal, not trusting the inner council not to have a clandestine reason for their decision, she agreed to the offer and claimed the seat of Justicar after hundreds of years of serving as an Archon and Alastor. The reasoning behind her appointment would continue to elude Lucinde even as she assumed the duties of her station. Was she appointed because of her knowledge and connection to the anathema on the red list? Or was there perhaps some other reason? Had she uncovered something that the inner circle had realized had much greater importance than she could have guessed? After her appointment, Lucinde immediately set about recruiting others to her cause, finding several promising archons at the conclave who happily joined her entourage. As soon as it ended, however, she and her new agents immediately disappeared into the night, showing no signs of activity for years until at last she was spotted in San Francisco. Yet before that, in the interim, rumors began to spread of infiltrating spies and agents of the Ventru Justicar who would suss out any suspicion of disloyalty towards the sect. In San Francisco, by the Golden Gate Park, Lucinde and her Archons confronted the Samedi, Janina embraced as a child yet a dangerous serial killer who had been on the red list for quite some years. The battle was fierce, lasting for over an hour, until eventually the former Alistor remained victorious, staking the Samedi and bringing her before the Inner Council, only to disappear once more. Eventually Lucinde's achievements would earn her the title of Red Alistor as well, a rank appointed to senior Alistors who help coordinate and oversee their subordinates' operations across the world. Presumably little more than the hunt matters to this fearsome woman, and she is rarely if ever seen in the halls of Elysium. Lately she has operated extensively in and around Chicago, recruiting new potential archons amongst the many kindred who live there, its dense political minefield and excellent natural training grounds for operatives. Being one of the oldest and most experienced of the Justicars, Lucinde has been appointed Justicar for unlife, meaning that unlike many of her peers, Lucinde's position will only be rescinded should she perish, or should the inner circle reverse their decision, which seems highly unlikely. As a Justicar and an Alastor, Lucinde is a name whispered in fear by all of the Camarilla's enemies, and her presence and continued support of the Ivory Tower has provided some much-needed stability in the recent nights. Of particular note is that during a meeting with the other Justicars recently, Lucinde argued strongly that the Camarilla should no longer try to actively suppress the growth of kindred cults and faiths. 
Up until then, the Camarilla had considered itself nominally secular, while many elders of the sect knew full well of the existence of the Antediluvians, and the majority of them had either read or even owned a copy of the Book of Nod, to the general population of the Ivory Tower, these were mere fables and myths, as real as the flood from which they had gained their names. Yet Lucinde argued that in the troubled times plaguing the Camarilla, faith would serve as the glue that would keep the sect from splintering, and thus convince her peers that their efforts should no longer be devoted to suppressing the belief in the ancients, and that they should no longer try to stem the dissemination of religious scripture. It remains to be seen whether this choice will help save or doom the Ivory Tower. This video was brought to you thanks to my patron Alexander Kanehurst, a devoted scholar of the world of darkness. I hope it was to your liking, my friend, and that your pursuits will remain ever fruitful.